The Spin-Off Podcast Network. At Zed, we're all about moving with the times. And now it's time to be part of the climate change solution and move on from fossil fuels. As a company providing fuel to people all over the country, we also know we have a real opportunity to lead that change. We're committed to keeping Aotearoa moving by providing the right energy for everyone. We believe that innovation in fuel and how it's used can make a huge difference to our planet. Find out more at z.co.nz. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Dinner party. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Welcome to the real pod. Welcome to the real pod, everybody. <laughs> Mum's gone. <laughs> I've had a real week of being abandoned by my <laughs> my work parents, actually. <laughs> it's very stressful. But you've become like the new work mum. I sort of have, eh? You've been in Sydney for what feels like three months. <laughs> yeah, it felt, it felt like we did about that. Um... But but did you enjoy it? I did. I did. We were, what we're referencing is the fact that Duncan and Toby and basically the entire senior Catherine. staff, Catherine and Kerri-Ann, left the spin-off and uh, I was at the helm with with an, with an editorial sub-team. This is the real pod, though. This isn't the spin-off kind of insider. But people bloody... want to know about Alex's life and Alex has had a crazy <laughs> life this week. It's been all right. It's Have you done right. any sleep? No, not much. I got two two ice cold fizzies that you brought me. I was very grateful for the tropical edition and just the regular Red Bull. Just shaking it up. Um, do we need? Should we do the normal bit? Like, oh, yeah. where this is a um, podcast about reality TV and real life in New Zealand. Brought to you by Nando's. You would have missed Nando's this week. I did. I saw a Nando's, um, and I was going to try and get someone to take a picture of me, but they were all sort of serious, and so I was too shy. What do you mean? Like you run on the street, they're all like all my colleagues are sort of they're sort of serious people and they don't want to take photos of me outside of Nando's for the internet. It was quite disappointing, but I saw it and I and I thought of it and I was super jealous when I saw it in Slack. But Nando's came yesterday for mm. I don't know why. Was to scos- smite me or spite me? Scots striking for climate Well, I wasn't quite sure who would be here, who wouldn't today. So I thought. Oh, Let's so, get the chicken out of the way. <laughs> yeah, just, okay, okay. And it was delicious. Let me make that clear. Last week you would you would all you'd all lovingly remember that we had vegan Nando's, oh. which was also delicious. But yeah. I got to say, having that cheesy bread back, really, it really, it really made a big difference. Thank you very much, to Nando's. They help this podcast exist. Let's go give them some love. Buy some cheesy bread. Buy some chicken. Our hashtag is hashtag RealPod on all social media channels. Well, is it? <laughs> Or that like, when was the last pod? time you typed it? <laughs> um, not we're, even we're into the start. We're bad at that. We're bad at that. I think it's I think hashtag's over. Hashtag climate strike. Well, this is the thing today. Like, I don't know what the official hashtag is because there's school strike for climate. Oh. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't want to detract from the point here <laughs> at all. <laughs> but you need to get your hashes sorted, <laughs> don't you? We'll work on it. We'll but ours is definitely. Hashtag RealPod. Yeah. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash therealpodpod. Instagram, therealpodpod as well. We have a private group, very exclusive. Nearly up to 1,000 members. It's such a lovely place. It's a beautiful place called The Real Pod Corner. I also have been, I got in trouble because I forgot to mention that it's such a lovely place that there is now a subgroup called The Real Pod, what is it called? Hold on. Real, Real Pod Secret Santa Group. What? This year. They are doing a um, like hole inside situation. So if you want to be involved in that, sign up. Not if, you're, not if you're weird. Not if you've only just started listening. Actually, no. We welcome that. All people, really. I don't know. I think you've got to earn your stripes. You've got to kind of know the history, it, you know. Yeah. You've got to know the iconography. 
Coming up on the podcast, we don't know. <laughs> I think it is. It has been a tough week with Jane and Shy Town yeah. having having Nando's. She is having Nando's, and she is inspecting the famous corn. Uh, you know the big corn like buildings. No. Yes. Are these like grain? The corn cobs. What? The corn cobs of of Shy Town. <laughs> Is this like to do with the Chicago Mercantile Exchange? <laughs> mercantile? No. Uh, oh, Corn cobs of Chicago. Oh, no, 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 it's not. James, look at that. I mean, I don't know why you're talking don't, about Mercantile. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking about Mercants. Mark that down. <laughs> I was talking about commodity trading. <laughs> so Jane's gone. Um, and Alex has been in charge of the, the, the spin-off. Spin You've been I, at Facebook. I've been at Facebook. Do you want to talk a bit about what you were doing there? Because at least two people have asked for some media analysis from Duncan Grieve this week. Um, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm flattered. I, we, we're, we're, we are in Australia to participate in this Facebook Accelerator program to try and um, get more sort of modern, I guess. It's rude? Like, it is a bit. It is a bit rude. No, it's really. It's actually really amazing. It's really like humbling. Basically, we've got these coaches who are like just these amazing genius people who run revenue for like the Financial Times and the Wall Street Journal and New York Times, and they're just way too good for us. Um, and there's these eleven news organisations ranging from like the Guardian and News Corp who like fully hate each other like really nakedly, and they're all in the same room, and it's quite buzzy Whoa. and fun. Um, down to people like us in newsroom and we're all just trying to learn how to the goal is basically the subtext is Facebook saying you know how you used to make heaps of money from advertising well that was cute but now we make all the money from advertising so you need to make money from your readers to exist and it's like hey, yeah that's actually true so th thank you for your help <laughs> kind sir um, so so we're all in this room getting coached and it's real fun um, but really like you're just you're giving given so much information. You're realizing so many things that you just don't even think about that are like literally mission critical for you to figure them out. And it's like eight hour days, and then you know you're just you're just extremely on the whole time. So it's and then, so we're doing that for the next twelve weeks, going over to Sydney three times, and um, it's all it's all pretty Wait, what? hard out. Yeah. Did you not know? You're going to be in charge three times. Did I tell you that? No, that's breaking news. There you go. That's breaking news on the real news. That's Great. Right. Just get some fizz up here. Oh, I haven't slept. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> sleep again. You don't, you don't have to do anything again until November. You I just nice realized I am, am a catastrophizer. No, you're not. This week. No, this you're week. not. No, no, I am. Every time I published a piece, I was like, we're getting cancelled. I, I don't care what's in no, it. No, because I, I don't know, care how many people have read it. I, I don't reckon you are. I reckon you like do some like comedy catastrophizing, but it's not it's not deep well, and real. Because I've seen real to me real catastrophizers bloody two nights ago. <laughs> real catastrophizers <laughs> are like quite you know, like they can't even use humor as a weapon to <laughs> to, to hack through it. Mm. Mm. Well, maybe. So, but you did a hell of a job. Have the opportunity to work on it for the next <laughs> <laughs> next twelve weeks. It's all no, good. It's only two day, two two more two day things. Mm. You're a third of the way in. Okay. Next one's not till November. We'll probably all be dead by then. <laughs> Cheer up. <laughs> we had some. Actually, you missed something incredible, and the cornies will know about this already. If you're in the real pod corner, when when did it happen? A couple of days ago, I was just sitting at my desk. My boss desk doing my boss work, and Ethan and Sam from the block walked into the office. Apropos just, of nothing. Apropos of nada, and just sort of said, "Real pod," like, <laughs> and, I, and I shot out of my desk, and I was like, "What's going on?" I made everyone give them a standing O for bloody being robbed and also just being good lads, and they gave us an artifact for show, the Real Pod Museum. Show me. It is. The working sketch from their Colin Meads mural that they did at Eden Park. And it's so Fuck, it's cool. Fucking and it's properly cool. framed from that fancy, that place down in Kings. Is that art? Like, Well, I think it's art. I reckon it kind of, it vibes like art. <laughs> you know what I mean? It feels like art. It's... Like, like, you know how art nowadays isn't all that pretty? Yeah. I reckon that. It's got that twink could... on it. Like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's also got um, the phone numbers of some of Colin Meads' family members on it. <laughs> so that's good. Just hang that up. And <laughs> that is, that's 
like a, that and the um, buff. Have we got a buff? buff? Oh, what have we got? I've tried, I asked JT. I don't know what buff. a buff is. No, the survivor buff. Well, what are you talking about? The neck thing. Well, I didn't know what a buff was. I thought it might have been that little the vote. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no. What oh, we have is a vote. Okay. What we don't the, have. Those is two. A vote. Those two are. They're right. That and the ring. That's the holy trinity. It's really amazing. I mean, we don't want to undermine Larissa's fondant, though. We've oh, got, shit, no. No, I've got a Tupperware of fondant in my desk drawer that is still good. <laughs> <laughs> still good a year on. Um, but there's also been rumblings of a very corny Christmas 2.0. Uh, yeah, no, that's happening. It's happening. That's happening. So you'll be able to see that. Uh, we'll, we'll have all of our artifacts on display. But those boys, man, amazing. They just said, you know, we're, we're they're up here for Auckland to do... Something. Oh, they were doing a boot camp with the person who, like, did, ran their give a little. That was like part of. They came up and did like a funny boot camp with her or something like that for, for the oh, for the culture. That's how much did they get from that in the end? I don't know. It was like, like a bit fuckload, eh? Um, and they were like, you know, we were just driving past and we realised you had asked for something for your museum and that they is, bought a frame for this thing and gave it to us. So. It, that's the boy. The they truly are the people's champs. Hey, I just remembered the other the, what the, the, my fun story about Facebook. So we went to this um, went to this real flash restaurant called Mister Wong's, and it was like in a, this. It was just the craziest place. So there was a little like I really like the Facebook people that we deal with um, while remaining agnostic about Facebook as an organization, um, but they have so much money it's it's real fun i, I tried to um <coughs> they had this like vending machine with AirPods in it and, I, and it, you just swiped your pass and i was like i wonder if they've just forgotten to turn off the passes so i was like trying to swipe my like guest pass but it didn't work I didn't get any AirPods. <laughs> um but basically my i went around a whole table of australians um just guessing based on vibe whether they watched merit at first sight australia around eight people mm -hmm. guess what i got 100 percent. yeah yeah Wow! Picks the three that watched it. I was so proud. It was like How my, could my you little pick? Trick. It's just it's it's actually surprisingly easy. Mm. Like if they because journalists are like either real serious kind of we're here to fight the good fight or they're just kind of you know like us you know mm. <laughs> those are the two types of journalists <laughs> and. Um, you know, you can just sort of tell by like how they do their hair or whether they're dressed properly. Like if their jumpers on backwards, <laughs> they probably watch Married at First Sight Australia. It's true. It's true. Um, got food in their teeth, Married at First Sight Australia. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Yeah. But I was so proud, and and even the ones who like hated me and Married at First Sight Australia were grudgingly impressed by mm -hmm. my unerring accuracy. That's an amazing talent. Did they have any any critiques? Any any thoughts? Well, two of them were from West Australia, which is where a lot of the freaks of reality TV come from. You think of your your Tracys and your Telves and your Brooks and so on, like real iconic characters. Which so they outperform per head of population. So yeah. we, we, we and oh, one of them had this amazing story. So she was um, basically getting a haircut, and there was this person next to her talking about, "Oh, I'm going to be going away for." three weeks won't be able to see my family or even talk to them she was like hmm, that sounds like reality tv and then like three weeks later it's freaking jess oh my god it was great it was like legit tea shit well what was her relationship to jess sorry she was just next to her at the hairdresser oh, she, oh. <laughs> but she was a hairdresser so and she had lovely hair oh she does have lovely hair that's no, amazing I, were they did they have anything i think um Married at First Sight New Zealand last season has just playing has just started playing in Australia because Sleeva keeps going on about it. Really? Yeah. Maybe last, it's on like regional channel, or like yeah. Triangle TV or something. <laughs> 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 um, we have also had <clears throat> we've had a, a lot of celebrity sightings flooding in this week from from the corn crop. Zoe Fay, a corny who also I went to high school with, shout out Zoe, saw Rose sat next to Rose from Married at First Sight on the plane. Rose. Rose, Rose, like current Rose. Rose. Calvin Crookshank's wife, Rose. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on set next to on her. On a plane. What did they on talk about? On a flight about? to Napier. She is really nice and smells lovely. And then the Cornies had oh, all Jesus. these questions. <laughs> What's wrong with that? You can imagine, though, that she has a strong oh, perfume. Totally, yeah. You'd, you'd probably be a few, few lanes away and still. Sage, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> Brush? Is that a <laughs> sa sandalwood? <laughs> Almost certainly. Um, she was wearing her wedding ring, and uh -huh. her aura was phenomenal. 
according yeah. to Zoe Faye. Yeah. I would love to sit next to Rose for a bit. I just uh, want to know. I want to know how she met Calvin. I want to know all about that. I just love how, like, just, like, aggressively unattractive she is to Christopher. Yeah. And, but was obviously insanely horny for Calvin. Like, because <laughs> I went and rewatched, um, you know, that, that um, uh, repressed memories where, where, where that, I just rewatched that little section where Calvin just oh, talks yeah. about uh, all the, oh, he's really, like, he wants me to grow a mustache. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Like, how do you get married to that? Yeah. Yeah. How do you meet that? Well, Jane could have met him at the airport, of course. That was fucked up. Another airport sighting. Gaz from the corner saw Jeff from the Great Kiwi. Oh, no, it's not an airport at all. I saw. I read the word AirPods, ironically, and thought it was an airport. I haven't slept. Jeff from the Great Kiwi Bake Off at the supermarket. He had AirPods in. I can only assume he was working on the follow-up to his beer song while he was shopping. Jeff the eyeball. Jeff the eyeball. Holy <laughs> shit. That's a big one. Jeff with the eyes. It's actually huge. Somebody eyes. No, yeah, well, yeah, everybody eyes on Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a joke for the room there. <laughs> um, I just realised we didn't play the sting. <laughs> oh, do you have the sting? I don't even have the stings on my telephone. I, I downloaded a weird app. My phone was on 1%. 1%? Like five minutes before we were supposed to start the podcast. This is why Jane can't go. No. But I told the cornies, I told them to alert the police and the local authorities because it was going to be an Alex Duncan pod and we didn't have Jane. I so if you're listening okay. to this, you know, you know. We're just, we're just talking. We're just talking. Um, <clears throat> any more real news to report? I've just got it all from the corner, basically. For somebody who's been running a web- website this week, I haven't got a lot of news to, <laughs> news to share. There is the Guy Williams. Oh, we haven't talked about that. No, no, should we talk about that? You broke <clears> the story. Was, broke the story. Was it? Did we publish that on Monday? Yeah, it oh, feels like forever what a week. ago. Um, where they had pulled, they pulled episode two of New Zealand Today um, after they were made aware of allegations against somebody who was involved in that particular episode in a particular segment and they chose to pull down the episode and they removed all the clips um, from it. And and we saw it on Reddit uh, probably sometime last week and I think they had been made aware just just a couple of days a couple of days prior, but they pulled it down. Um, I understand that it is being re-edited and they're going to put it back up at some stage. It's, a, um, it's, it's quite a... It's an unfortunate situation. I mean, like New Zealand TV today, I think is a really good. Like it's so pacey, and it's guys deserved that vehicle for such a long time. It's so funny. It's so funny, and he's just so brave. It's almost like he isn't brave. Like he's like he doesn't feel a lot of the normal human kind of hold you back emotions, and he'll just go straight into anything. But it also the, the structure of the show and guys kind of bowl up to any one personality mean that it was near inevitable that something like this was going to happen. Mm. But I, I feel real bad. For, I mean, I feel bad for MediaWorks generally because just bad shit keeps happening to them just this, and real good shit keeps happening to TVNZ and it's mm. just almost like not fair. But um, with this one, like it was such a minor character and so essentially unforeseeable that it's just a, a a stink thing to have happened. I'm glad that they're gonna recut it because it's not like this isn't this is like qualitatively different to what happened to them with maths. Where, I mean, a that with that they couldn't have known, but there's something in the format of the show which sort of recognises that as a possibility, maybe even a probability in the aggregate. Whereas mm-hmm. this is this was just a, <clears throat> just a perfect dark dark storm. Yeah, and within four weeks of of the maps thing as well. It's just just bad timing. It just eh? keeps happening. It just must be so hard to work through that. Like I know people in comms and, and executive there and it's just when <clears throat> well you know it's like we're on a much more oh. kind of spin off scale level, yeah. but when stuff just keeps coming at you and you're like, how do you gut gut it out? Mm. Um so yeah. Thoughts thoughts just, and prayers, MediaWorks. It's totally that thing as well though, as soon as something's missing and people notice something's missing, it's just a big deal. Like it's yeah. like, I, I don't know if like there was a different way to do it really. I think, you know, nah. like NZNS said they thought they made the right decision, um, just pulling it all down. But I think there was a lot of, it was also kind of difficult in publishing it, you know, cause obviously you have to be quite careful legally with these sorts of things. Um, 
that it created a bit of like I got a lot of people messaging me being like, what is like what is it? Because we didn't want to, you know, say what it was. We didn't yeah. want to say exactly what it was because it was a difficult thing to corroborate. Yeah, inherently. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things that where I feel like sometimes members of the public, not corny, so I think quite sophisticated media consumers, but um, they don't necessarily understand defamation and reporting and some of the, the kind of the different standards you're held to mm. on when you do like a tweet or a Reddit comment versus publishing a story on a site. Mm. But hey, there's still got a couple more episodes to go. Yeah, watch it. So I've got a bit to catch up on, actually. 9.45 p.m. Fridays on three. Great slot. Great. Auspicious <laughs> slot. Great slot. That's where the magic happens. Ah, it's because we left a curse in that slot, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just, like, <laughs> just laid down a steaming curse in the corner. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I forget that the spin-off TV happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking in the corner the other day about like... Um, some of your favorite reality TV moments ever, and then someone just commented the spin-off TV, and I just had like a, oh, shit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's crazy. Whole TV show. Just like a cheese dream. Moving on. <laughs> Alex just dropped four inches in her chair. Just then. Shall we talk about reality TV? Should yeah, we play a stick? we often do that. Tina, can you play a stick in post? Yes. Reality. Oh, we could we could do. Let's reenact reality check. The sting. Um, I can't do that. No, no. We can just do the little quote. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I am disgusted <laughs> by how much you have copied my husband. <laughs> I have four weeks to decide if I have to give up my entire fucking life for you. Did you just fart? <laughs> reality check. Did we miss? There's one? something else. I think there's one we missed. What did we miss, Tina? There's like that kind of an invisible one that we only found out was there after like a year, and it's real good. <laughs> anyway, oh, anyway, the mysteries of the deep. Huh? <laughs> Tina has a uh, producer and doesn't listen to the stings. <laughs> I can't hear James. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we do Treasure Island quickly? You haven't watched it, Duncan. Yeah, explain I it to me. I watched it aghast. Do you want to know? Can I just tell you who won? Duncan doesn't know who won yet. But can you just like, can you recap the last okay, two weeks okay, for me? So like, in like a okay, mini montage. Here was the build up to the finale. Shannon Ryan. Can I, can was... I tell you the last thing I know so you can go okay. from there? So basically, the last episode I watched was, um, it was like Sunday a week ago because I, I was away and there were no like, like it was geo-blocked and what have you. But mm. it seemed like Shannon had been on this amazing run of just like smashing dudes. She had like a million cues. She looked kind of crazy. And I was like, have I been, have I been missing one of the great reality TV performances of all time? And then, bam, I don't know anything since then, which is like okay. five episodes ago. So Shannon like continued that streak. It was incredible. She knocked out... She Sam Wallace put her up for elimination like a million times in a row, just every night back up there. She she knocked out Moses. She knocked out four people, I think. Moses. She knocked out two Olympians. Just you know, casually. just casually. And she oh, the Moses one was the worst one where they had to balance their feet. I don't know if we talked about that last week. Um, anyway, she was on the craziest streak. She had all the clues. She also had the biggest target on her back you could ever imagine. Um, but everyone was just sort of hoping and praying she could just keep winning challenges and and get to the end. Um, it didn't happen. Oh. It didn't happen. She went home and we why, were left. Why, why did she go home? Because she got put up at once more, you know, maybe for the fourth or fifth time. It's every kind single of night. fucked yeah. to keep doing that. Against, it was always against Athena. Uh, Ath Athena seemed low-key incredible. Athena was a puzzle beast. And, that yeah. was, and I feel like she didn't really, because she didn't really make a lot of the edits or anything. That was kind of like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I was just assumed she wasn't going to make it to the end. But she beat Shannon. At this crazy puzzle challenge, which was like, you know, those like, uh, like wooden rings that you stack like a pyramid, mm. like babies having that. It was like that, but there were three like rods and you had to get that whole pile to the last one, oh. but you could never have a smaller like a one under a bigger a one. Kind yeah, of yeah it was total chicken fox thing. And it freaked me out. I was like staring at it. It was so funny watching like the whiz. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine having the Wiz doing it. The Wiz just staring. And Sam Wallace, because Sam has been very open about how he's not good at puzzles. Just like, you could like see him like steaming. Just completely glitching, like trying to watch these women. They were both like amazing at it. But Athena was better. And then it's just like, you know, it's so anticlimactic. Shannon goes home. We're left with Shane Cameron, the Wiz, Sam Wallace and Athena. 
And that's um, the final. And that's the that is the kind of final. So then they went, <laughs> they go out on a boat. Chizzy takes them on a pirate ship to Treasure Island, and on that boat they have to do this real gnarly uh, knockout challenge to get down to the final three, where they were in like a medieval like kind of torture cage thing, hanging with their arms suspended. Out, like over the sides and they had to hold big coins between their fingers for as long as they could without dropping them and they were That's out there so for like hours it was like i think they were there for like 75 minutes athena got knocked out obviously oh. you know it's like it's so unfair that it's you get to that point and yeah. then the last thing is like a strength you know it's just it's like just oh. sort of dude thing yeah. yeah it's just a dude thing and so uh and then it was just the whiz and Shane Cameron, Sam Wallace had won the right to sit out, <laughs> of course. He was just sitting there being like, so glad I'm not doing this. <laughs> and that was just his commentary the whole time. <laughs> it was like pissing down with rain. Oh, and the other thing, they started adding coins to their forehead as well. Like <laughs> when they were like, you guys are too good at this, it's taking too long. Yeah, so we, we, can only, we don't have that much tape. They just started covering them in coins. <laughs> <laughs> it, was really, it was really funny. Um, but then the Wiz was kind of like, Shane, if I drop my coins, are you gonna are you gonna take me through? Like you're not gonna eliminate me. And Shane was like, yeah, yeah, mate. Well, because did, did Shane have the mystique card or whatever it's called? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> did Shane have the mystique card? Well, you know, isn't that, what's that one that, that they didn't use on? Um... The winner got to decide who went home. Yes. Uh, no, right. no, 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 no. What? No. I thought you said Athena. I, no, I think, this. no, maybe what? he said, Shane, if I drop my coins, are you going to, like, stick with me? Are you going to, like, help me get, like, we're going to work together, kind of. But Because Shane has all, oh, that's the other thing. Shannon gave Shane all her clothes. Why Shane? Because he's a sweet man. And look at the other, like, he is a sweet look man. who she's got left. But like, go to Athena. Solidarity. Well, I think she kind of realized Athena's probably going to go. Oh. Um, it just has to be your Sam. She, she hates Sam. The Wizzle Pants it. You know, yeah. you, can't, <laughs> you can't give them to the Wiz. Well, this is amazingly funny. The Wiz will just eat all the clothes. <laughs> like, straight I was away. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam Wallace, demon. Um, so, yeah, she has more to Shane. So, Shane had all the clothes. That was the thing. So, Wiz was like, will you kind of help me? You've got all the clothes. I've got nothing. Like, if I drop these coins. Anyway, so that was where we got... And then um, the fi- the fi- you should add, the finale is worth watching because okay, it, well. it is extremely funny. These three men just going fucking psycho, doing like what is essentially like a children's Easter egg hunt. <laughs> <laughs> but also, okay, I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's not like any of them were the brain boxes of the show. No, no, not at all. And I think they'd all they'd all endorse that. Like Shane, <laughs> oh, they're one of the real funny things in the semi final challenge. They had to. Um, you know, do a swim out to a boy, get puzzle pieces, blah, 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 put together a puzzle. And Chizzy was like, this is a phrase that I have said a lot throughout the show and no longer say. Oh, I saw that one. Was oh, did that, you was see a, that was one? Was Shannon and Athena still in it? Or they were this... still in it. Yeah, yeah, I love that the one. Funniest, and so it was like... Um... Because and they made it their way ahead of them and then Shannon just it was like... Yeah, yeah. That was fucking great. But it was like, it was some phrase like, this is the captain's game or whatever it was. Yeah. And it just showed an aerial shot of Shane Cameron and he had just written... Head wheat. <laughs> just, <laughs> just head wheat. <laughs> so anyway, I love Shane Cameron, but when it got to those final moments, so Sam Wallace at that point was just going ham. Like he was going absolutely psycho. He was way out ahead. They had to do a whole bunch of things, like going back and forth, getting trinkets. Are you telling and... me that Sam won? Well, yeah, I am. Oh. I am. But it was also the build-up to Sam Wallace winning that was really funny. Because Shane, Shane um, basically everything led them, all their clues led them to a graveyard that had all these tombstones on yeah. it. Yeah, and they had to figure out all the clues led to the name in which the, the money was buried. Um, and Shane had all the clues. He had everything and he was there. Sam Wallace, like, didn't have all the clues, hadn't, hadn't seen some of them before. He just got some at the last minute and was kind of frantically trying to figure it out. Shane Cameron had everything. He had had everything for a while. <laughs> And he read one, <laughs> and it was like something like, um, "The English love me, but I'm not from their land. I am hot, but some find me bland." And the answer was tea, and it was for the grave that was like tea penny. And um, Shane Cameron just read it and was like, "Walnuts." <laughs> <laughs> 
and then started sprinting around trying to find a walnut and he's like whiz walnuts and then was like whiz was fucked he was just running whiz missed the graveyard completely and just like sprinted <laughs> it's really really funny to watch like it's so they're just hapless idiots you can just you can see them almost like looking at the crew like just being like <laughs> it must have been so funny to film <laughs> but yeah so then whiz and Wiz and Shane tried to like partner up. Neither of them just knew anything. They didn't even realize that they were looking for names. Oh my you know, God. Sam so was that, digging. That's, digging that's why it's crazy just to have had the three like beefcakes. I know, I know. But it was it was quite funny TV. They were actually quite smart. They were like, well, let's just look for the graves, the soil that's like disturbed around a grave. Like, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was it. I was like, yeah, it's kind of annoying, but makes sense. Um, meanwhile, Sam, Sam was just kind of digging up, digging up everything he could. And then so he, he was just going random process of a lim- like just just trying to dig up all the graves. He he put it to, he had figured out what it was, but the other thing was like a lot of them had basically all the same. You know, it was like there was only one kind of word separating them. Like you had to kind of have all the clues in your head and in this particular. Right. Term. So it was it was quite difficult. Um, sorry, but Sam won, and the reason he won was that he he was like I'm getting in his little talking head. He's like I'm getting too flummoxed. I'm too stressed. So I decided to think back and I channeled Shannon Ryan and I took a deep breath in and a deep breath out and then I realized which one it was. And I was like, fucking Shannon Ryan came through again. Yeah. Like, she's not even here. Not even here. And she so got her got enemy win. to the finish line. <laughs> don't you think out the back of this that, like, I feel, I mean, I don't think enough people watched it. Like, it didn't grip the nation, <laughs> but had it, mm. I feel like Sam Wallace's market value would have, like, diminished. I mean, he's just, he's... he's I will like, say by the end of it, because it's like you forget as well, I think, that they, even though they try and remind you as often as possible, I think you sometimes forget why they're there. And Sam had such a strong family connection to his charity right. that you could actually tell in those final kind of moments that he was going real hard out. Whereas, like, I don't want to like, talk shit about Gary, but, like, he was, like, Big Buddies NZ or whatever, you know, like, his <laughs> Just like it didn't quite have the same weight as Sam, who was like, you know, trying to raise money for the charity that like saved his nephew. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like right. actually it was kind of there was like a little bit of a redemption, and there is that kind of survivor thing, which is like if you win, you win, and that's the game. And like, yeah, true, true, good true. On you. But yeah, it was he was pretty bad for a lot of the season. <laughs> uh, he was, yeah, I mean, he was like comic comically bad. Like it was because he was so. Open about being like, simple, simple Sam. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I watched for the first time the um, Maddie's ejection, which was oh yeah, that was a lot of emotion. It's a lot, eh? Yeah, and it feels like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like just hits him like a like yeah. deluge. Yeah, but there were some great moments. Like I, I just I really enjoyed the season. Mm. I assume they won't do it again. Well, I think they could. Do you reckon? Well, it's just could you get a cast that good again? Maybe they could go. Well, we we need to get Max. Yeah, need to get Max. Or is Ma- I think Max might have just like aged out. Like he's proven so elusive. I just wonder if he can ever live up to the hype of getting him. You know, mm. that's true. That's true. But anyway, I it's just it's another big reality win for TV two. Good on them. It is. And hey, still casting for the Bachelorette. Any blokes out there? Feels like they might be desperate. Like I've seen, someone sent there's some posters, posters up around gyms and stuff, oh, and like geez. I think they're having real trouble filling that all the all the men's slots, which is grim. You know, it's like put your hand up. But it also, I mean, you think about getting twenty four guys who look sort of normal, and <laughs> you know, can be on TV in New Zealand after we've had so many shows. They'll definitely have to recycle some like. Heartbreak Island. Like, they should just be like... Fly some in. Yeah. Fly some in from Australia. It's always how you do it. Yeah, just half Australians is fine. Mm. Make it like a Clash of the Codes kind of (laughs) trans-Tasman bloody thing. (gasps) What? Have you heard about what they're doing with fucking fucking bloody black children in Australia? Oh, bringing the brother in? Yes. Yes. Uh, the Australians news. <laughs> were just talking non-stop about that. That's crazy. And she's And the person is ex-Gogglebox. What do you mean? The Bachelorette was on Gogglebox the previous season. Oh. Had only ever been seen in trackies. And then they were like... Glammed her up. Glammed oh her God, up. That's and then idea. chucked out the undercover brother. Like, they're so smart at reality TV in Australia. It's like once you think they've done it all. 
But why don't we try and do some buzzy shit? We just have like five idiot, five, five couples. <laughs> well, let's get into it, eh? Yeah. Kia ora. Excuse this interruption to your current podcast listening. You're listening to Jenna Todd, Karen Das, and Louisa Cossa. And we are the Paper Cuts podcast, the podcast all about books. It's like being part of the best book group in town, but you don't have to leave the house. You can drink that whole bottle of wine to yourself. So jump over to Paper Cuts and give us a listen. And then, you know, maybe read some books. Read a book or something. So you can find us on the spin-off and you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Who should we talk about first? It was a great week on maths this week. Mm -hmm. Let me just say that. I was like, there's a lot of drama. There was a lot of drama. There were a lot of extremely funny moments. There was a dinner party. Yeah. First ever one. But there were a lot of funny moments, but there was also still that that really specific Maths New Zealand tone of unease. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And and unpleasantness. (laughs) And bad vibes. Cinema of unease, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Should we just go couple by couple? Yeah. Stefan and Vicky. I feel so sorry for both of them. Yeah. I think Vicky is very much pretending that she sees a future with Stefan. I can't tell whether she's desperately trying to convince herself or desperately trying to convince us. It's one of the two. Or she's trying to protect his feelings. No, but even in the the moments? Yeah, but she's aware. You know, I mean... There was that brouhaha in uh, Fiji where they talked about, you know, how she had had conversations about being worried about how she's coming across and she spent kind of five minutes talking about how she really doesn't care about how she's coming across. Yeah. But I do feel like she does. And I think that would bleed into like even her, her in the private moments. interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. In that case, I think <laughs> she's trying to protect her own reputation and him. Not hurt his feelings. And not hurt his feelings. Because I mean, she's, very say- phys- she's very physically affectionate with him. Like in a Is kind she? of arm strokey, lie across each other kind of way, but not. I'm yeah. sure. And and they've done they've done sex. Well, she said we've had intimacy. No, I that was she... the raunchiest dinner party conversation I have ever seen in my whole life. It was crazy. That's why you don't do two tequila shots before you sit down for a lovely meal. I think even by Australian math standards, that was one of the booziest situations. I've ever I was seen. actually like, "Is this allowed?" Yeah. Yeah. Is this actually allowed on television? Because <laughs> there, were, there were times when you're like, the, like even just the, there are like rules about how you present alcohol consumption and that felt dangerously close to, shit, it's a good time, you can get bloody wrecked <laughs> yeah. and have a chat, you know? Like it, was, it wasn't very tasteful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the reason I say that about Vicky is because I mean, I have my reservations too, until you see her interacting with everyone else mm. and you see the way she talks to James and Jordan and it's completely different. And the experts said that. They were yeah. like, she can't, she's not even. The way she, they called her out. She can't even look at Stefan. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was quite intense, mm. but it was, I, but it seemed amazing to me that she was, she had the sort of the gall to just deny it. But no, I'm fully normal ass. Yeah, I love, like, I love it. <laughs> he's so great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to my great husband, experts. Fly big <laughs> every yeah. time. And just stay with the lie. That's the lesson of 2019. She's in so deep. Um, and they went on their lovely uh, hike slash tramp along a paved footpath. Well, the, 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 the dam was nice. Yeah. I like the dam. That's right. It wasn't it's not really a hike, is it? It's not like. Wow. It's a rahui, you know? Be careful. <laughs> I'm assuming they didn't break it. They did go off the track and I, I was know. like, wash your shoes. Wash, <laughs> wash <dam>. everything. <laughs> go for a swim in the dam. <laughs> um, and, and on the way was when Stefan <laughs> just kind of said, I love you. <laughs> Which was so funny and out of nowhere. <laughs> and it was, it was very like, uh, and then immediately seemed to regret, not regret it or, or have, have fear out of it. It was, oh. Somebody told me. I have no idea who. I have no idea how I have this information in my head. That they know someone on maths. Oh my God, how do I know this? <laughs> I'm protecting my sources because I literally can't remember. That um, Stefan is way less awkward than really? he is on camera. And he's been stitched up. But I'm also like, he still did, did all those things. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
he he seems on camera to be like unsurvivably awkward mm. for someone like Vicky. Yeah. Yeah. Um the you know what's hellishly annoying is that there was no footage of the the Vicky um Jordan. Oh, like how Jordan, how did that happen? Or do you think that maybe that was with the other couple? I feel like they've lost they, they must have lost some stuff. But then if you think back to last season, they never filmed at night. They never filmed the kind of when they would have those real boozy. Remember like Ben and Aaron always had some like blow ups the next day from an unseen thing. Um I just think they genuinely don't send cameras. Like they don't have cameras there. They clock off. Just how? 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 <laughs> like how does that not? Because that footage sounded inc- like it would be incredible, and it was also almost like necessary because we had no sense of what the proportion of what happened was. Like, was it just a little bit of lying near mm. while you were you were mm. hosed, or was it like rubby? You know, they get a bit rubby. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's a damn shame. But, you know, they tried to fix it that time. Remember, they, they tried to leave a, a camera running in the couch cushions. Look <laughs> how that turned out. complained. <laughs> they can't possibly they pay can't. people to film this show. <laughs> Not more. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be insane. It won't. We'll All just right. get them to recap it. Stefan and Vicky, yeah, not great. James and Carmen. I would just like to go on the record and formally apologize for every bad thing I said about James and Carmen. At their wedding, Tina, I think we were completely wrong. What do you reckon? No? You still got doubts? Yeah. A little bit. He's now, they're posting on Instagram. He's in a face mask with her and he's like, Wednesdays are for the girls. I genuinely believe that James has changed. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I think that James, I, I'm a huge, I, I sh, I, I'm a believer. Big yeah. time, big time, big time. Um, I think they're so freaking cute together. And I think he's like a classic New Zealand archetypal bloke who when he's around like a group of men who have a particular kind of social worldview, he will kind of conform to that potentially without even particularly questioning it hard that one way or another, but certainly without believing it on any fundamental level, it just doesn't go that deep. Mm -hmm. And, And when he is taken out of that atmosphere... And put into a relationship like of of real meaning, and they just they just are they're they're like peas in a pod, you know. They yeah. really work together. They're just so sweet, even like like the hazard board and the like the chickens and yeah, that's right. It's like that's real smart relationship mm. stuff, you know. Mm. Um, I just love them. In the pole dancing class, he was he's, so he's graceful. Very good at it. He yeah. was very good at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just. Really? I really loved it. And as I say, I feel like we're going to get... James says that he doesn't like to say, I love you until two years. But I feel like he's fighting himself on that one, to be honest. But And also, they were like, if it wasn't for them, that dinner party would not have <laughs> been anywhere near as interesting because they arrived... Probably couple couple drinks in. Couple couple drinks in. Had some shots and then just instantly started like interrogating everyone and kind of power to them. Like they're feeling empowered. They're loving it about their sex lives, which, you know, no one else is on their level. No one else is even remotely close to their level. No one else has I mean, well, I, there's, there's oh a little... Oh, my God, I totally forgot about Anna and Jordan. There's a little bit in Anna and Jordan, is yeah. what I was about to say. Yeah. It, it's... Something sexy about. <laughs> about oh, her music! Oh my god, there's too much to talk about. <laughs> Should we talk about Anna and Jordan before we get on to the the, ba- the baddies? The baddies, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what did they do? They went to they went in the fast car. Oh uh, yeah, they went in a fast I car. I feel like he could have given it more tow. I wonder if <laughs> they were. You know, I just think that for a Didn't stock they get car up driver. To like, 180? Yeah, but... Is that nothing? I feel like at Hampton Downs, you could easily go to 230 or something. <laughs> Just because, I mean, he'll be very good at... I don't know. I felt like he was holding it back for her and for the... Do you, you know, there's a health and safety? Maybe there's like... a health and safety thing, but um, that was fine, I guess. The, that scene where she told him about the... Oh, so that's so tense and that's sh- the so, sex tape stuff. It's so dark. Like, did she and get revenge porn and then she's still in some, like, slavery yeah, record contract the with the person? The way that it's been framed as a scandal and also... 
Because at first I was sort of like, it was sort of framed to me as like this empowering, like, yeah, I've made a sex tape. It might come out. Just deal with it. But it doesn't sound like that. There's two ways of reading yeah. it, right? So there's like, one is I was in a relationship with this man. We consensually made a sex tape and he sent it to some friends and I didn't mind it within the con- confines of the relationship at that time. Mm. But it does mean that there's this thing that could happen. That's the sort of the best case scenario consent-based reading. Mm-hmm. The worst case scenario is we there was a sex tape made, which I think she was aware of at the time. So yep. that's so that's okay. Yeah. Sent it to his mates. That's just freaking criminal. Yeah. And the fact that she still has to work she with still this has person. To go and work with it's it. like this seems like totally go to jail type. Was there shit. also the guy who took the photos of her? She no, was, that was someone like, else. Oh, okay. So the, yeah, so there's this other thing that happened where she took these kind of like underwear pics that she understood were like just kind for of, you know, for private or, and they ended up on his quote unquote R18 website. And then they put them on the show. And then they put them on the TV show. So it's really hard to get a read on all of this stuff. Yeah. It's really it's really bizarre and I think the whole the whole build up to it was really weird as well. Like I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a darkness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a lot that needs resolving in it. Mm, mm. And I think Jordan was kind of like pretty overwhelmed, but I feel like he was mostly responding to the fact that he was like, "Shit, you're gonna be in LA <laughs> for like all this time." Also with this guy, I, with this, with guy, this guy who, who like, we don't know is a revenge porn star or a, or an or old just flame, a bad guy. or a bad guy, or all of them. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. That and it's so interesting. Fuck yeah. And just good music. Great music. If you haven't if you haven't um listened to the hits of Saxy yet, I and did Anna I Saxon. did a rap and Anna Saxon. I did a rap on the spin off. Lipstick, great tune. Lipstick incredible tune. Death Terrain. Death Terrain <laughs> I think is her masterpiece. You think that's the one? Because that was when what she was about? like seventeen or eighteen. And it's yeah. it's like it reminds me of like Holy Ground. Oh yeah, you know on on um, red. Like I, I really like the fact that she's basically got a. You can map her career against various sort of Taylor Swift moments. Mm, mm-hmm. So there's the like that period where she couldn't quite decide. She's coming out of country, and am I going to be sort of a bit more rocky or poppy? And then she, you know, and she on on red, she basically was doing both. Yeah, and then later in her career, she's like, I'm full pop, and then that's sexy. <laughs> And it's and, and even like in terms of the production flourishes and the the sort of sense of self in the song, it's all quite there. But I'm mm. I do not mind it. Like it's very legitimately the kind of music I listen to for yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> so you think Randy Jackson? Randy Jackson's onto a good thing and his well, endorsement it, it, what, of sexy. I don't know. I don't know what the relationship with Randy Jackson's like. She's just been to the mansion. Like. I think Randy Jackson's helping her or get famous. Is it the, just they've got a photo up? <laughs> like I think I it could know. just be that. <laughs> I don't know. Just say his name three um, times. He doesn't appear. (laughs) (laughs) Great song. Also, sex craze. Quote, unquote, my emotions playing games and I'm stuck in a sex craze. (laughs) And that's the tea. (laughs) (laughs) Sex craze is just such a good title. It's such a good title. It sounds like a thing that people say. But I don't know if anyone's Never, ever, ever said it. Those two words been put together before sexy. Like if you Google it, I'm sure that it doesn't exist. It's like sex craze. Help? <laughs> oh, <Google>. Doctor? <laughs> Give me the news. But yeah, it's good stuff. I like Anna and Jordan. I, I, I wish them well, but Same. I don't know if I don't know if it's going to last very long. I'd love to think like <clears throat> I want to live in a world where they they grow old together. Like, can we put them both in that face app thing? The old thing. Mm. And then do a sort of a mock-up photo of them, like the notebook kind of ending or something? Yeah. I also have a, I've been sent a shocking photo of Jordan. Used to have an extremely long mullet, which I might, I don't know what to do with, really. It's breaking news. I think that's news, yeah. I could put it in the corner at least. Um, Yeah, it feels like a... It's pretty exciting. It's pretty long. How long is long, like... Wow, like that's heart, like down his halfway down down his back. Bloody hell! It's really full good, on. Good on him. Ray and John or Rose and Christopher, pick your poison. <sighs> <laughs> Rose and Christopher. <laughs> okay. Rose and Christopher, that guy that they went to visit, that crystal man. <laughs> oh how how many bodies Jobs has he got? Is still alive, <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing weird stuff with amethysts. <laughs> I think that 
I mean, I know that it's not <clears throat> cool to say someone looks like a murderer, but he fully <laughs> looks like a murderer. No, he's just fine. He's just about chakras. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe he's fine. It was. Uh, I'd be really interested to see what their like little black book of kind of hokey spiritual folk is over at Media X because we've had that amazing, the amazing to- woman that Angie, little Angie went to to get the Chris the daggers, the invisible yeah. daggers pulled to out. Tarot, tarot man, tarot cash. Tarot You know that that didn't wasn't there like a tarot thing like in a caravan or something? Yeah, they went to visit somewhere? a psychic. That was um, Julia and old. Tell it like it is, I think, last season. <laughs> Went to a caravan psychic. And now this guy, who's seemingly just doing it like in some kind of industrial space, like weird little corner office. <laughs> and I like that he's multidisciplinary. Like mm-hmm. he just does all the buzzy stuff. What you got to do is you got to lie down, you got to put a towel on, you got to put a crystal on it. <laughs> but fair play to Christopher, who is otherwise one of the world's great dinguses. <laughs> <laughs> he went along with it seemingly, like, gave it more of a crack than I reckon I probably would have. Yeah, that's true. He did say, you know, he's like, I'll give anything a crack. I wear triple denim or something like that. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> man, you just... Ain't nothing wrong with triple denim. Ain't nothing wrong with triple well, denim. on you. But on Christopher, <laughs> so much wrong. I still think there's that weird, like, we're talking about that kind of Kiwi lad type and how when I first met these characters, James was the one that I was kind of like, had that knee-jerk reaction to. But Christopher has that real insipid, like, maybe because it's older, because he wears, like, because he doesn't look like a bloke. No. I feel like he gets away with saying more of these shitty, you know, just kind of undercurrent things. Like at the thing when he was like, oh, and time for the gay, you know, how the gay's going or whatever it was that he said. You know, like all these little, he said some terrible things. Like when he's like, you know, I meet people... Sometimes the old-fashioned way, I just I drag them home like a caveman. I know! You know, like, it's interesting that I feel like he kind of well, appears I to. I don't think Ray gives him any rope at all, but he appears to get away with it. I think people are fed up with this shit now. Well, well I, I think that he might have a very, like, a sort of a, an on-camera and an off-camera self, and that's why the thing that's the swing vote for me was, like, when Ray called him out in that way about, you know, like, seemingly, like, having, like, sort of sex like it was quite a sex workers oh, and yeah. what have you on some previous stag that they all fucking went to town on it was, it it was kind of hard to read because everyone was so fucked <laughs> yeah. but the fact that so Ray said all that stuff and it was clearly like <clears throat> too much even if they were probably broadly sympathetic to Christopher being a dick but then James was like I was there with mm. Ray and I wanted to back him up that to me, like when we haven't seen anyway anything that Christopher's done to um, to James to sort of justify that. Yeah, and I'm like that alliance doesn't seem natural unless Christopher really is quite a poisonous character. Yeah, true, true, true. Was just another great example of like us having to try and corroborate these random allegations being thrown around about things that happened on this show with this cast that we will never see. It's so bizarre, eh? That just every year they're just like, well, that's how we make it. It's theatre of the mind. <laughs> the whole season. The whole season. So, so yeah, Christopher and Rose. Rose is, like, sweet, but I don't... I don't I, it's almost like there's no good outcome for this, so what's the point? Yeah, exactly. She's very committed to uh, talking about how much she's not attracted to him and will never be. Yeah. <laughs> that's her main I like that when she does that, 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 that bit that she does of just, he's lovely, but he just sexually disgusts me. <laughs> you know, is basically the vibe. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, and it was funny at the, um, Christopher got a bit hit up at the, what is it called? The talky, couchy talky. Catch you talking, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Well, I'm just going to fire this first shot here, bam!" And opened oh, his like leave envelope. I was like, "You can't just do that. You got to wait until I you're know. invited to well, open the envelope." Well, and also, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Close your envelope, Chris. <laughs> we can see inside. Um, yeah, that was, and it was also like. It's not a warning shot, because if she does it, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. does the exact same thing as you, you're both dead from the shots, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? Totally. Like, so you don't understand what words are. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know. 
But he's a, the one thing I would say is he's got a fire at work, and that looks really cozy. Oh, yeah. That man has been working his ass off. I know. <laughs> he's been, he's got, going so hard. He's got so much to do. He does not have time to be on a TV show. <laughs> Love a creative director. Um, okay, Ray and Jono wrap it up with the most dramatic couple of the week by far. <laughs> there okay. were so many incredible moments. The paid actor accusation and the dinner party. Oh my God. I thought, because I was like, okay, there's clearly so much going on with these two. I was like expecting to get a whole bunch of very real, tangible, understandable, like, problems and this first thing was like you're a paid actor you got a yellow gold ring and you got to take your shoes home that was actually like a bit sort of psychosis kind of vibe like the yellow gold ring yellow mistake. gold ring was real was real real good i oscillate so hard with these two like mm. for the first episode i was like jono is sweet and ray is a maniac yeah but then it was like jono is a not but sort of in the middle i was like jono is a psychological torturer he is gaslighting out of this world to this like poor defenseless mm. Ray, mm. and then by the end, I'm like, maybe Ray is like kind of hard to hard like too hard work. Yeah, it's really. Well, we know now, definitely. You know what's happening next week, right? Well, the, the, I know that there was like the flash forward of the like he's been out passing. Yeah, yeah, but. How like that was a friend who told him that like what kind of friend of Ray's has been like hey no but remember John was like I opened my eyes at four a.m. and there was a literal gay man <laughs> in my room <laughs> not a metaphorical gay man yeah but that could just be a friend of Ray's no you no know? It could that be. he's brought back to the apartment and he's wandered into the wrong room like I'm just trying to not believe Jono as of right you right. know the paid actor the paid I feel like your tinfoil hat. Right now. <laughs> really? Do you think there's just no way that Ray isn't bad? I think I think they're both just I think they're just on different planets. <laughs> no, I know I, I think I understand what you're saying. Like I basically that this show requires a particular sort of commitment to something that certainly at this point, like he's not he certainly can't give it with Jonathan who mm. who like they're so wildly incompatible in terms of their lifestyle and values and the way that Jonathan talks about him the way that Jono talks about him as if he's like a sort of combination of like a puppy who can't stop shitting inside <laughs> and and a child who like you know leaves their scooter at school and means mm. that you, well this what mm. my children have, have to do all the time it's super <laughs> annoying but you know the, the, the point being that like it's just he doesn't talk about him remotely as an equal it's always mm. with this immense amount of condescension and you can tell that that is something that ray has suffered from in his life as as and doesn't respond well to yeah and I, that's where i feel like it's just it's it doesn't there's something like queasy about them being on yeah. Show together. Even their little interactions, which the experts interpreted when they first arrived at the dinner party as like probably the most united we saw them at all this week. Mm. And like Ray went to get a drink and you could just hear John O'Brien like, oh, bourbon and coke already, is it? You know, like there's just I these know, little, and they see that, picking. they're like, oh, banter. And I'm like, fuck, if I heard that, that's not banter. That's like total like judgment, passive aggressive. Yeah. So I just think they're in different worlds and... I think John's an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> like when he went and met with those, well, like his his friends, and was just like awful, awful about Ray. Like he's very good friends with uh, Simone Anderson, who came out swinging on her Instagram story, but it did a big long spiel about Jono. Friends of Ray have done the same. It's that thing of like I don't know. I feel like they're both probably fine. They think they definitely believe themselves to be fine. They just shouldn't have been matched together, and probably should have gone on the show, but. That's what happened. We thought it was going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> we thought it was going to be great night one, but it's yeah. It's it's a real horror show. It's a real horror show. But coming oh. up, so coming out next week, we're going to see them probably properly fall apart. I believe. Yeah, um, I think that could be quite an explosive bit. My favorite bit though is seeing was seeing Ray like clearly had just kind of come home <laughs> sleeping oh, on the yeah. couch, and Jono starts pulling up the blinds. But the fact that Ray just has that little stumpy soda stream <laughs> bottle next to him, I just find so like crushing. Like <laughs> in the worst situation, but you still got to have that little fucking sponsor nightmare next to you. How? Credit to SodaStream, eh? They have toughed <laughs> out some shit. They this really season. have. <laughs> and they at really, the end really of it, have. you see that 
lady with the completely improbable claim that you're saving 2,000 bottles. Who's drinking six bottles of plastic oh, yeah. water a day? Oh, yeah, Every right. day. That's right. Never missing. Never did the maths on that. That's wild. That's crazy. She's yep. probably a paid actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anything else to talk about? It's 12.01. Oh, shit. It's time we, we to strike. strike. It's time to go on strike. Should we just um, go on strike? Let's just go on strike. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Sorry uh, for another shambles pod. Jane will be back next week, and everything will be fine. Are you here next week? Yeah, I'm here for Am until here November. Next week? I think so. Tina, are you here next week? Oh, no. Where, where are you doing? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Tina's here, and hopefully us. you'll be here, and Nando's will be here too. Thank you so much, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. We know how do we end it. Bye. Bye. Hello. If you don't mind, we just want to have a quick word about the spin-off members. It's a new initiative designed to facilitate the most important but sadly hard to fund journalism. By becoming a member, you'll be supporting the hiring of more journalists and you'll have your say in directing new areas of coverage here at the spin-off. You can choose your level of contribution and if it happens to be $80 or more, you'll receive a copy of the spin-off's inaugural book and a tote bag. Help shape the spin-off by becoming a member. Visit thespinoff.co.nz forward slash members. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora e te iwi, te Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.